In today's show, we're looking ahead to a massive 11-game day in the NBA on Monday. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at redrock underscore beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today, we're looking ahead to Monday's game, some streaming options as well at the end. Not that you're necessarily going to have a streaming uh, spot available given there's 11 games on, but there's lots of interesting stuff for us to take a look at. So let's take a look at it right now in the first game we're going to look at is the Celtics taking on the Cleveland Cavaliers. Jalen Brown will be out once again for Boston, but I want to watch watch Marcus Smart, who's been pretty good. The shooting's been bad, but you know that he's going to be a field goal percentage drain, but he's producing in steals and giving you assists, and he has improved his play of late, but I just want to see if we can get at least some sort of semblance of scoring. That would be good. Well, Al Horford was top 10, top 15 guy for the first week or so, and it is tumbling down, and that was always to be expected. Can he maintain top 100 value? I believe so. But we really really want to see what his minutes look like as he returns to action here. For the Cavs, the um, favorite for the Rookie of the Year award, Evan Mobley, has been dominating. He's been playing huge minutes. Larry Markin and Kevin Love are out once again. Mobley's going to get gigantic playing time. I just, want to, I just love watching him play. He's just awesome to watch, so that's really going to be fun. And then Isaac Okoro, who is the opposite of fun, really. He is just shithouse in terms of what he does fantasy-wise and his minutes, even with Colin Sexton out, have been going down each game. I want to see if they persist with him starting. I believe they will. But will he go back to like 30 minutes or stay at 22, 23 minutes? He has been very, very disappointing, I think, in uh, most games this season. The next game is up uh, the Kings and the Pistons. Chemezi Metu, will he get another start? I would have to imagine that he does. He played pretty well in that first start in place of Mo Harkless. He's pushing his hand up to be at least noticed in 12-team leagues. So let's see what he can do. And then also Rashawn Holmes, who people still don't believe in Rashawn Holmes as a fantasy asset. They go, oh, should I just sell him? He's just too inconsistent. The coach doesn't play him enough. And there was that weird one-game situation where he didn't play many minutes. But in others, it was a blowout or he got ejected. And there was that one game where his minutes weren't right. Right, so don't panic too much. People panic a lot on, on Holmes. I want to see what he can do and how the minutes look. And then for the Pistons, some interesting stuff for them over the weekend. Let's uh, check out on the big fella, the Flaming Galar. Is that you, Mr. Stewart? Well, who the hell else do you think it'd be? Get in here, you pair of Flaming Galars. Alf Stewart put up big numbers. 32 minutes last game. Will he get those sort of minutes again? Will Luca Garza play? I imagine he will. He didn't play in the last game, but that was because he'd played two games in a row prior to that. Um... So what does Stewart's role look like? And also, Killian Hayes, who looks like actually an NBA player. Big steals, big assists, rebounding the ball well. The scoring's not there, but the minutes are up. He's pushing his claim to be a 12-team league player. So let's see what he can do against the Sacramento Kings. For the Pelicans, Brandon Ingram is back. I imagine they'll continue to start Josh the Hitman Hart. But what does that mean for Hart's value? Can he maintain a back-end 12-team league spot? Yeah, I think he's all right there. But I want to see how it fits in. And I also want to see what that means for Herbalife Jones, who has shown assists in some games. He showed scoring in the last game. Can he start to put it all together and become worthy of at least a 14-team league spot? I don't think he's quite there yet. 
but he is showing more flashes than we had seen from him um, you know, recently, to begin the year. So he is an interesting guy to watch. Well, for the Wizards, Bradley Beal is out once again. So Kyle Kuzma will get more uh, usage, more shot attempts, and Aaron Holiday will get another start. So how Holiday looks there, which I think he was totally serviceable in the first start, Holiday. And Kuzma's been pretty good, hasn't translated to gigantic fantasy numbers. For category leagues, points leagues has been good, as always. But for category leagues, he's not top 100. But with Hachimura still out and Beal out, it is another big opportunity for Kuzma to put up some interesting numbers. For the Magic and the Hawks, we don't know whether Jalen Suggs is going to play. He's questionable with an ankle injury. His play this year has been questionably of an NBA standard. So let's see if we can get him to show some sparks. I personally am still holding. It might be this week that I'm done with him uh, at the end of this week. We'll see how it goes. But I'd like a little bit more sample size before I move on. And then Mo Bumba, who has been playing, obviously, really, really well. One, two, three, four, five. But he's not... At times when they need to go to a center and close out a game, he'll be the guy that comes off. So what that means for when Isaac inevitably returns in the year 2052... You know, what does that mean for Bumba's value? Because he's been like under 30, and Carter's been playing more than him recently. So we do want to watch to see how that all develops. Well, for the Hawks, it is a back-to-back. I don't know whether DeAndre Hunter will play, so we're keeping an eye on Kevin Herter. Old fan of Pants' minutes. He'll start if Hunter is out. His minutes will go up, and he does become an interesting stream guy. Well, Clint Capella is looking better. His minutes are up. He's producing at a higher level than he has uh, to begin the year, and that is obviously all encouraging stuff, considering that it was a little bit of a slow start to the season for uh, Clint Capella. But if you want some way to test your basketball knowledge, Prize Picks might be the DFS answer that you're op- uh, looking for. Prize Picks is the best DFS prop game on the market. It's better than other DFS prop operators because they have more options. Instead of just the superstars, they're all the bench guys as well, and all all manner of props that you can have. Points, rebounds, assists, blocks, steals, whatever it is. And when you go to sign up, you use the promo code NBA, you get 100% match deposit for up to 100 bucks. What you do on Price Picks, you pick four to five players, they're over-under prop predictions, you go over-under on those, combine them together, and you can win up to 10 times your entry fee. And it doesn't just have to be basketball, you can do multi-sport entries. Entries are easy, they can be done in under 60 seconds on the website or on their award-winning app, and withdrawals are safe and fast. So go to pricepicks.com, use the promo code NBA to sign up for that match deposit instant bonus, or go to the app, download it, and get started. Pricepicks is daily fantasy made easy. This is a familiar problem. You've got your live TV and live sports you watch somewhere. Other shows on demand you watch on another device. And then you've got your highlights and you watch them on your phone. And then you've got someone else's login for all the other stuff. It's just so much different passwords and devices and remotes and whatever you need to do. It's all over the place. So I want to tell you about a way to finally get your TV together and get all of that entertainment you love in one place. It is called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your on-demand and live favorites all together in one spot so you can watch your favorite shows, sports, and movies all in the one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there is no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. Compatible device required and content varies by package. I also should have said, sorry, that you can check it out at directtv.com. That is directtv.com and content varies by package as uh, has to be the way that I end those ads. All right, let's go on to the next game. It is the Pacers and the Knicks. Chris Duarte is trending down. He's trending down really, really quickly. Um, Not looking great for him in terms of value with Levert and Brogdon both back. 
I want to see what his minutes look like and how his production looks in this game. I also want to watch Miles Turner, who's just dominating at the moment, putting up huge, huge numbers, finally getting big minutes from Rick Carlisle, and it is paying off in a big way. Well, for the Knicks, I do want to watch what they do with Kemba Walker. Hello! Walker has been very up and down. Very up and down. I do still think he should be a 12-team league player, but how they use him and Rose and quickly remains to be seen over the course of the season. And then quickly, who is honestly pushing for more minutes, and he realistically probably should be getting them over Fournier, maybe even over Walker at times. So let's watch to see how Tom Thibodeau utilizes Emmanuel quickly in this matchup. The next game we look at is the Heat and the Thunder. Kyle Lowry has turned in some really big performances. We don't know whether Jim Butler is going to play in this one with his ankle problem, but Lowry is playing at a much higher level at the moment. And Tyler Hero, we want to make sure that he can continue to play at that same level with his big usage. And with Butler out, he'll probably get another start. Now, Hero's been playing exceptionally. Is he able to continue that? While for the Thunder, Darius Baisley has shown some flashes, also some shitfulness, as we saw on Sunday. Baisley is on the fringes of 12-team category leagues. He's a 12-team points league guy, but on the fringes of category leagues. And let's see if he can bring anything. Well, Josh Giddy's shooting has been very, very poor of late. I am still holding Giddy under the assumption that I know that his shooting is bad, but giving the counting stats. But let's see and hope we can get an improvement in his offensive output. For the Nuggets and the Mavericks, well, we have to have some doubt as to whether Farton Will Barton's going to play. He didn't play on Sunday. Pulled out of the starting lineup right before tip with that back injury. So does that mean that we get... The big stiffy into a large role, Bones Highland. I think he's a solid 12-team league ad. And with Barton, I said this on the waiver wire show earlier today. If Barton is injured, then Bones goes off. And uh, yeah, Barton's injured. So let's see what Bones can do. And then Aaron Gordon, who is playing, honestly, unbelievable defense. It's not translating very well to fantasy numbers, but he is playing unbelievably. And with Porter still out for the foreseeable future, um, Gordon does have 12-team league value. Well, for the Mavericks, Timmy Hardaway, I want to watch him because I did say that maybe he was a drop. He's not doing much else apart from some scoring, and even that can be inconsistent. What does his role look like, and can he ever provide anything that's not just points and threes? Well, Dwight Powell has that real stream value, but how does he look, especially if we when we get Muxy Kleber back, and how does that big man rotation end up working out? For the Rockets and the Grizzlies, Daniel Tice had been putting up some good numbers. Didn't really happen that way for him on Sunday, but how does he and Alperen Sengun work in terms of the minutes distribution between those two? Also, Cousin Kev, who, let's be honest, has been shit, like really bad. Can he do something that makes me go, maybe you're not shit? That'd be that'd be good if he could do it. One good game would be nice from Cousin Kevin Porter. He has not provided that really all season. Let's see if he's able to do something like that against Memphis. Well, for the Grizzlies, the focus is going to be on the DeAnthony Melton, Desmond Bain, Dylan Brooks triumvirate. It has not looked good for Melton. If it doesn't look good again for Melton in this game, I do think he's going to become almost a blanket drop, but we want to watch that. And we also want to pay some attention to Steven Adams' minutes. How does Adams go with Jackson and Anderson and Tillman and Clark? He's been up and down every game. And in the up games, it looks great. And then he plays 22 minutes and has four points. And you go, what am I doing with this bullshit? So he's trying to get an understanding of how he looks and how he gets used. I don't think we're going to get tremendous clarity, but... It's going to be interesting to watch nonetheless. The Suns and the Timberwolves. Devin Booker's assists have been really, really impressive. Can he continue that method? Can he ever actually be a good shooter as well? But that's the thing with Booker is he gives off these good shooter vibes, but it's always like 34, 35% from three. I'd like that to push up. And then Chris Paul has been dominating with assists and steals. Not much in the usage sense for him, but can he keep up that level of play? Well, for the Wolves, Jaden McDaniels, he didn't start. 
Vanderbilt started, but what is Minutes going to look like? Is he a 15-minute guy, or is it going to be another one of those ones where him and Reed and Vanderbilt are just going back and forward every game in terms of playing time? I imagine that Patrick Beverly will remain as a starter for Minnesota, and I do think that he is a 12-team league guy, but how he looks and what the minutes look like is intriguing. For the Raptors and the Trailblazers, what is going to happen with the wiki Chris Boucher? We don't know about Precious Achua, whether he's going to play. Will Achua be in the rotation or will Boucher take that last box? I think one of them is going to have to miss out. And what does that role look like? And then also, I want to watch Gary Trent Jr. Nice, Gary! He has exceeded any expectation I could have possibly had for him this season. I didn't expect him to average like three steals a game, which is what he's currently doing. Um... Well, you're close to it anyway. Um, I didn't expect that. He's also shooting better, um, which has obviously helped his value. But let's watch him. Let's watch the minutes. Let's watch the usage. Let's watch all of the efficiency from Gary Trent. Well, for the Blazers, will Lillard play? That's the big question. How does the minutes just get distributed between Simons and Nasir Little? How does Little look in comparison to Covington and Nance? I think that's also a pretty big focus for us. Well, for the Lakers and the Bulls, Back-to-back for Chicago. They made a change to their lineup on Sunday, starting Alex Caruso over Javante Green. So what Caruso's minutes look like, what Tony Bradley's minutes look like are going to be key. Well, for the Lakers, Talon Horton Tucker started Sunday. Will he do it again Monday? I would imagine so. He is a 12-team ad for the short term. And Carmelo Anthony, whose numbers have started to decline after that red-hot start. I think he will start once more against Chicago, but we want to see uh, that play out in, uh, in action. Guys, Thanksgiving is coming up, and we know Thanksgiving's about family, but it's also about food. Unfortunately, that food, especially the desserts, are high in calories. So why don't you try a new Thanksgiving tradition? The new holiday dessert, which is Bilt Bar. Bilt Bar are low-carb, low-fat, low-sugar, and high-protein protein bars. They also come in a myriad of flavors, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. So at your Thanksgiving dinner, why don't you bring a box of Bilt Bars and say, look, shelve the pies, guys. I've got the answer here. We don't have to worry about, look, three of these bars, it's going to be the equivalent of a slice of pie, and they're just as delicious. So many great flavors. Head to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll save 15% off of Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. Let's now flip it over and have a look at some stream options for Monday's games. For nine category leagues, I'm looking at Tony Bradley, Aaron Holiday, Pat Beverly, Daniel Tice, Chemezi Metu, Darian Finney-Smith, Jared Vanderbilt, and Contavious Caldwell-Pope. For deeper formats, these guys are available in almost 90% of leagues. Aaron Holiday, Chemezi Metu, Killian Hayes, he might be even for just standard leagues. Uh, Dwight Powell, Dinla Gallinari, Brandon Clark, and Mike Muscala. And then lastly, we go to points leagues. Some streaming options there. Holiday, Baisley, Tony Bradley, Jay Crowder, Chemezi Metu, Jared Vanderbilt, Dorian Finney-Smith, and Daniel Tice. That'll do it for us today, guys. Don't forget to follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. Come back and check me out later on where we do the recap of all of the action from Sunday's games. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.